0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Tommy Neeson shares how he dreaded the silence that followed. I'm so sorry about your daughter. All right, this is going to be the only funny thing I'll say the whole time, Um, but at the intermission, I peed in back of the dumpster. I didn't feel like waiting on the line. So I am a divorced father of two girls, and when I say I'm a father of two girls, there is an asterisk at the end of that. And it's not that I necessarily want there to be one, but it just feels like there's one there. And that's because when my youngest daughter, Randy, was about to turn two, she was diagnosed with a brain stem glioma. And a brainstem glioma is an aggressive cancerous tumor. Uh, it's located at the base of the brain where it meets the spinal cord. And her prognosis wasn't good. Uh, doctors told us we had six months left with her. If we were lucky, we had a year, and we weren't lucky. Um, And when you're told news like this, it's not how you might imagine it, but to be fair, I don't know if anybody really ever imagines what that's like, but it's certainly not how it is on TV, because on TV, you can't feel the stares from in back of that flimsy privacy curtain that don't provide any privacy at all. And when that... A physically unimposing doctor came in, and in the most monotone voice I've ever heard in my life, said, she has a massive growth on the base of her brain. I'm terribly sorry. My legs gave completely out, and I dropped to the ground. And I was still married at the time, and my wife had put her hand on my shoulder, and she said, you need to get up. You're going to scare your daughter. And she was right. And somehow I managed to get up, and... Even though I understood every word the doctor was saying, it took a while for it to sink in what it really meant. And what it meant was that I was never gonna put my daughter on a bus to kindergarten. I, I wasn't gonna to have to worry about when she was gonna grow out of the clothes she was in because she wasn't. And my life was never gonna be the same again. I was 29 going on 30. I was the youngest of three kids. I was the youngest grandchild. And at the time, My daughter was the youngest great-grandchild, and I I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't physically ready, and I sure as hell wasn't emotionally ready. But there I was having to sit down with my parents like I'm some kind of fucking adult and tell them, don't get your hopes up with this, because this is bad. This is really bad. And that's the thing about life. Life doesn't give a shit. Life is completely indifferent to your feelings, and whether you're ready or not to handle what it's about to give you, it just doesn't care. But at the same time, if you look close enough, life has a way of showing you not only what, but who is important. And I would, I would like to tell you that my daughter fought the good fight with cancer, but she was two years old. What does a two-year-old know about cancer? I mean, she made funny faces on... Uh, demand, and she doesn't know anything about cancer, but there was this one time in my parents' living room, she was on the couch, and the steroid she was on and the drug she was on had weakened her body and bloated her to such a point that she could no longer walk, and she really didn't have good use of her arms. And uh, she somehow managed to grab a hold of my dad's novelty glasses that he had. You know, the ones with the thick frames and the big nose and the bushy eyebrows and mustache. And she clumsily put them on her head. And she was saying something. But we were all kind of like in this daze. We were just emotionally shot. We were zombies just walking around. And when she realized nobody was paying attention to what she was saying, she started to yell. She was like, hey, hey. And I was, like, I was like, honey, what is it? What is it? What do you want, Randy? And she just said, look, I'm funny. And it was the right amount of silliness from the right person at the right time. And when my dad was going in to get the camera to take a picture of her, I propped her up on the couch and I put the glasses on her properly. And I realized that as sick and as miserable as she must have felt, all she wanted to do was make the people around her happy. She just wanted to have fun. And that picture of my daughter is the best picture that I have. I love it. And it was also the last picture that was ever taken of her. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, it was some years after that that when it came to my daughter, at, after her death, that I realized I was kind of a failure and a fraud with her. Um, I tried really hard to figure out a way of being able to tell people what happened to her without them saying, oh, God, Tommy, I'm so sorry. And the reason I didn't want to hear that is because before I begin to tell you one single word of what happened to her, I already know you're sorry. Before you drop your head and utter a sympathetic word, I already know. And what I really want to do is I want to talk about her because when I talk about her, she glows and All too often, I mean, the memory of my daughter is never going to go away, but sometimes it's like a dimly lit pilot light at the bottom of a boiler in the basement, and it's barely flickering. And I understand, I really do understand why after the sorry, nobody wants to talk about it, because the death of my daughter absolutely is the most tragic and painful thing that I've ever had to deal with, but... It also helped shape and mold me into the person that I am. And it is without question, without question, the most important event of my life. And nobody wants to talk to me about it. And at night, I, I used to go to sleep at night, and I would wonder what it was going to be like when, when somebody actually asked me a question, somebody wanted to know something about her. And I used to think, I was like, who is it going to be? Was it going to be the woman that I'm currently dating? Or maybe it's somebody that I hardly even know, and, and what do they want to know? And this is going to sound maybe a little strange, but I loved it. I loved those, those times because I was in control of the whole thing. I, 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 got to, I got to pick what questions were going to be asked, how I was going to a- answer them, and what the conversation was like after it. And it was great. And I had all these scenarios. They were all worked out in my head. And... I was like, all I gotta do is wait for this to happen now. And, and so I waited, and then I waited. And for 16 and a half years I waited, until, until one night I was at my friend Rob and Carly's house, sitting in their living room, in the corner in the chair, the TV on one side, the fireplace on the other, and of course it came up again. You know, I started talking about my daughter and in this very emotionless kind of monotone, I just said she had a brainstem glioma, which is an aggressive cancerous tumor located at the base of the brain. But this time I didn't get the sorry. This time I got Carly saying, Tommy, what was she like? And I fucking and I froze. I was like, Holy shit, this is it. This is the moment that I've been waiting for. This is the moment that at night I thought about and all the scenarios that went through. This wasn't one of them. But I'm like, holy hell, it's here. And, and I don't think I answered the question well because um, just this flood of emotions came over me and I really I don't think I answered it well at all. And, but I do remember sitting on the edge of that chair and looking at her and saying... You never know what's gonna happen in life. You never know where we're gonna be in five or six years. But I can promise you this, I'm never gonna forget this moment, ever. And, and just then, that pilot light flickered, and it got a little brighter. And I think I left out half this story, but <laughs> thank you. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, Visit TellMeMoreLive.org. That's TellMeMoreLive.org. We will find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.